now, The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Hi there. Thanks for tuning in. You're listening to The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. Our show is brought to you in part by Denise Webster, mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Services Modern Mortgage Group, Lori Zorn, insurance manager for Island Savings, and Carrie Smith, inspector, home inspector from Inspectech. If you need an opinion from experts in insurance, mortgages, or building inspection, Denise, Lori, and Carrie are great people to consider. You can find their contact information on our site on the CFAX 1070 website. Go to the uh, station site, look under Shows. There you'll find us, The Whole Home Show, with me, Tony Joe, and their contact information is there. Or you can always get a hold of me. I'd be happy to introduce you. My background as your host for the next hour, I've been a licensed realtor here in Greater Victoria since 1991, so this is year 27 for me. I'm a locally born and raised Victorian, lived here all my life. I've seen so many changes happen here, not only in the real estate market, but in uh, the neighborhoods uh, in this town as well, too. So, so much back history I'd be happy to share with you. If you have any thoughts or need a second opinion about real estate, either buying or selling, I'd be happy to help you as well, too. When searching for your new home, some of the basic requirements are, as usual, location, size, number of bedrooms, number of bathrooms, etc. But are you factoring the needs of your furry family members? Today we're talking about pets and making sure they are, because they are a very important part of our household. Our guest today are Carol Meyer, who ran the Bug Zoo here in town until 2014, and Kushal Vipani, owner of the recently opened Bosley's Pet Store in the Oak Bay Village. We'll be getting to them after our first break. Let's start with our weekly listener question. If you have a question or curiosity about real estate, call us on our hotline. The number is 250-414-6540. That's 250-414-6540. Or you can find us online at cfax1070.com, and we'll discuss it on the air. I received an email this week from Duncan, and it's a simple question. Can you please explain a time clause option? Thanks for your email, Duncan. What a time clause is, uh, actually, it's something that we haven't seen for a very long time. And basically what it is, we, we sort of cover this topic uh, over the course of the past year or so here every once in a while. If you are looking to move, but you have a house to sell, it's one of those catch-22 situations where do you sell your house first or do you buy the next house first? And there is a tool called a time clause, and how it works is... When you're making your offer on the next house, you can make it subject to the sale of your existing house. Uh, Now, I have to uh, start with a little caveat here, and that is the reason why we haven't seen these for a long time is it has generally been a fast-moving market here in Victoria for years, not just the last three years with this boom. Uh, Even over the course of 10 years, Victoria has been a very busy place, and the reason why such conditions are rare is because sellers basically know that, hey, uh, I don't need to look at your offer that's subject to the sale of your home because I can wait for another day or two. Somebody else will come around the corner who doesn't need to sell their home first, and they'll be able to make a full commitment uh, to purchase the home. So that's the reason why we haven't been seeing them. Now, that being said, I have to say, I actually have heard of uh, cases of these offers recently. Now, your question, Duncan, was what is a time clause? Well, You see, you can't just make an offer subject to the sale of your home uh, because that's wide open. It's very vague. It doesn't give the seller very much 
control of the situation. Uh, they will have no say over uh, the marketability of your home, what the pricing of your home is like, and a number of other things. So uh, this time clause is uh, implemented where it's basically a right of first refusal. So even if the seller has accepted your offer subject to the sale of your home, uh, they still continue to try to sell it to other people. And if they do find another buyer, then they uh, implement this time clause. And whether it's 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 a, a predetermined amount of time, it, so it may be 24 hours, 48 hours, 72 hours, it basically means that once that clock starts ticking, you as the first buyer have, what again, whatever it is, 24 hours, 48 hours, to either remove conditions and move forward with the sale, or to back away and let the second party have it. So that's exactly what a time clause offer is. Uh, you know, it, it's a handy tool if you can get it as a buyer, but I have to tell you, there's not a lot of attraction from a seller standpoint for them, uh, even in a, a, a balanced marketplace, because like I said, it's not a full commitment. It's basically you saying that you would sell the house, you would buy the house if you managed to sell your house. There's a lot of gray areas there. Um, and, and the last thing too is if you do get it, you got to know that there's always a possibility that somebody's going to come in behind you and make an offer, call the time clause and boom, you're out. So we've had a question here on the air before about should you buy first or sell first? The suggestion is always, you should always sell first. Make sure that you know what your financial position is and how much time that you have. Thanks for your email, Duncan. And for anyone else, if you've got a question, again, call our hotline, 250-414-6540. Find us online at cfax1070.com or find me on social media or by email. And now it's time for our weekly tip. And our show sponsor, Denise Webster from Dominion Lending Services Modern Mortgage Group is on the line uh, to help you with any questions that you might have on, in mind about mortgages. Denise, how are you? I'm great, Tony. How are you? Great. So what do you have for the listeners today? Well, I think part of the mortgage application, one of the most important things that we uh, need to discuss right up front is uh, income qualifying Mm -hmm. and what lenders are looking for with which type of income you are going to bring to the application. Meaning, are you an employee and -hmm. receive a T4 income on a salaried paycheck or are you self-employed? Are you... um, receiving your funds and deducting your own income taxes, paying your taxes at source yourself. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to, I think the most important thing I have to stress to my clients is when you have um, broken out and, and decided to become that self-employed and start your own business, um, lenders, insurers, mortgage insurers and lenders uh, cannot consider looking and qualifying your income until there is a consistent two-year average, meaning you have filed your self-employed taxes, um, and have two tax years to prove to the, l- the lender what your gross income was and what your net income was. Yeah, they want to make sure that you have a track record in your business, right? Mm-hmm. And most importantly, that you're filing taxes. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're looking for two years tax returns, which are the T1 generals, that's the 30, 40 pages that you send to Canada Revenue. And then you also have to have that confirmation that you have your notice of assessment received back from Canada Revenue showing if you owed taxes or if you received a credit. And should you have owed taxes, we also have to provide a statement of account from Canada Revenue 
proving that those taxes are paid and in good standing. Yeah, they want to make sure that you don't have an outstanding debt because if they manage to uh, get a mortgage, then they might be upside down if uh, all of a sudden Revenue Canada uh, garnished wages or something like that, right? Exactly. They kind of do have a little bit of say over the lender. Canada uh, Lenders have to really assure that you're in good standing with Canada Revenue because it could put a borrower into a default position should their wages get garnished. Yeah, so tell me, tell me Denise, um, from a self employment standpoint is it is it harder nowadays to qualify than maybe it was a couple of years ago it really is tony um you know in the good old days i say uh there used to be what we could say stated uh, income. Called, uh, yep, a, yeah. a declaration of your stated income so it really was uh declaring to the lenders and the insurers that you were confidently bringing home said amount of funds every year Um, and if it made sense to the lender with the type of industry you were with um, and you know they could google that kind of job and what an employee was making and you know if that number made sense you simply could declare on that one page of piece of paper what you were earning Uh, so that's long gone Um, we really have seen lenders just drop off uh, those products they're not available Uh, so I think where we're seeing the um, the most difficulty is when we're self-employed, at the end of the day, we're really trying to limit how much tax we're paying as well. Yeah. But when we try to qualify you for a mortgage, you're sure going to wish you were kind of declaring a little bit more income than um, all those write-offs. Yeah, and that's the thing, because if you're self-employed, you want a lot of write-offs, so it shows that your income is less and you're paying less taxes, but it will affect you on the qualification of a mortgage. Yep, absolutely. And I think the the key to understanding is we're going to be looking at what your gross revenue was, then we have to look at what those deductions were, um, and then we come up with the net income, what you're paying tax on. Uh, We have the ability to gross up that net net income by about 15%, taking into consideration of some of these write-offs, like your automobile, which we don't put into the expense of the mortgage application in the first place. So we can have those kind of add-backs or the 15% gross You know, it's so complicated, but it's the reason why we need a mortgage... uh, specialist like you to help people out, right? Absolutely. If, you know, it, self-employed is a, a little beast of its own, and you definitely need somebody holding your hand through this to make sure that you are in a position to qualify for the mortgage if you are self-employed. You do such a great job. Denise, if people need to reach you, your phone number is? 250-889-4743, and an email as well, uh, Denise at denisewebster.com. Thank you, Denise. There's our tip for the week. We're going to take a break here, and when we come back, we'll be talking about pets in your home. Back in a moment. You're listening to The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Hi there. Thanks for joining us. This is The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. We're talking about how to make sure that you're taking care of some of the most important aspects or, or uh, occupants of your home, and that would be your pets. Do we think about that when we're looking at homes, either buying or renting or selling many of these things that we need to consider? In the studio with us right now, we have... Kushal Vipani. Kushal, thanks for coming. Thank you, Tony. I'm very happy to be here. Yes, Kushal, you guys have just opened up uh, the Bosley's uh, Pet Shop in the Oak Bay Village, where the old uh, HSBC uh, branch was. Yes, absolutely. We're very excited to be there. We opened Feb 27, and ever since then, we've had very good response from the community. Very happy to be there. Well, one of the things that I noticed is kind of fun is you've got the uh, uh, pet washing stations in the back there. So that's a fun setup. You've got the tubs and everything. It's all tiled. Yes, absolutely. The tubs are great, and I think the community really likes it. I mean, for a $10 dog wash, you can't beat the price. I mean, we provide you with towels, treats, shampoos. 
everything you need but the dog of course uh, <laughs> yes. you bring the dog yeah. um and you know what the best part is we clean up the mess after you so hey you know what we oh, like it for, the customers like for it for 10 bucks it's that's got to be worth it right there yeah for sure yeah but you got to bring the dog so we we did a video in your store uh, about a month ago cuz my team was doing a promo- we were uh, highlighting 30 businesses in 30 days and w- we did it at your shop yes. uh, but that's the one thing we didn't have was the dog so yes. we had to find one yes absolutely yeah. but you know what your team was awesome uh, and uh, <laughs> I think it turned out great. It did indeed. It did. And well, it's not that I don't have a dog. In fact, I do have a dog, so we'll be talking about him in a bit. Um but there's a there's blow drying too, right? Yeah. Yes, there's blow drying too and uh, you know we provide um pretty much everything even after blow drying there's we have like a grooming brush and things like that if some customers really want to give their dogs a fancy little coat a little bit of a tidy tidy. Yeah. Um it's all fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see Cooper there, he's afraid of blow dryer, so that's I that's see. the reason why. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so I've got some questions for you, Kashal. Yeah. So, of course, when people are buying a home, what are some things that they should consider uh around their pets? Um that's a great question. See, when when you're buying a new house, obviously floor space um is important for you as a home buyer, but I think even for um your pet because more room you have in your house, um all across and uh, all the places in your house more uh room your pets going to have to run around and i think be able to expend that energy mm-hmm. so i think floor space is very important but even apart from that um if if the homeowner can have an external yard i think that would be fantastic for any new uh, pet owner or even a current pet owner because you can um, essentially leave your dog out in the yard play fetch um be able to have a fun time with your dog um and if possible maybe even have um secondary bathtub or a bigger bathtub so you can um be able to you know give your dog a a bath or clean him up uh, every once in a while if of course like the to. the other options to come into Bosley's at Oak Bay yes, right yes yes absolutely yeah. uh, we'd love that but yes <laughs> but you know i've seen that because we've seen houses where people have installed uh, a little tub either sort of in the garage or in the mudroom area or whatever yes. uh, so they can give their dog a hose off on the way in right yes absolutely yeah yeah so so important uh in the yard i mean th- this is one of those things i mean a lot of people make their decisions on a home based on being able to open up the door and let uh, the dog roam. Victoria is such a great town because they can enjoy that year round, right? We don't have like the snowy weather or things like that. Yes, absolutely. Great town and you know some of the things that customers uh, or sorry, um homeowners can also do is uh, install something like what we call a pet gate. Um just on to the opening of your yard's door, um you can install a pet gate and your pet can have a magnetic collar. So as soon as your pet Oh, you're, so you're talking a uh, uh, electronic one. Electronic one. Okay. Um and you know what Tony, the door, the flap of the door will actually open up automatically. So you can um make sure it's always safe for your family of course you'll never have an unwanted intruder inside yeah. and it'll only open when your pet approaches the pet door which i think is fantastic also um, the pet would have some sort of sensor on their collar or something exactly exactly wow okay so when the pet approaches the uh the pet door mm-hmm. the pet door senses it yes. uh lets the pet go through doesn't yes. let bad people come in yes absolutely okay right. now tell tell us about the um the other aspects of the fence so it's a it's one of these electronic uh, uh fences where 
will the dog be able to run out and onto the street or something? Um, so no, that's 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 a great one, and it's actually one of my favorite products. And I'd recommend to any any pet owner or new new home buyer, etc. Um, so with respect to that electronic fence, you can install a wire on on the circumference of your yard. And what happens is when your dog has uh, one of those collars on him, the electronic collars, it will correct your dog. Um, every time your dog tries to cross that barrier, mm-hmm. um, if your dog keeps walking further onto the barrier, the correction level increases automatically. So what it involves is a little bit of a training on the pet owner's part. But once, if it's done correctly, um, it is a great tool and it's a great safety feature and provides peace of mind for the new homeowner mm-hmm. if they're out at work um, and if they want to leave their dog in the yard, it, it can definitely work out. Yeah, you know, one of the nice things from a homeowner standpoint too is it... it uh it's nice because it's invisible, so yes. you don't have, um, you know, uh, potentially unsightly fence lines or things like that, right? Yes, absolutely, and it's very easy to install. It's it's a complete DIY setup. You could probably even install it with your um, home gardening tools, and especially if you're living in, like, um, townhouse or a community housing where from an aesthetic appeal, they may not want fencing or certain types of fencing yeah. because this is invisible. I mean, it could be the best of both worlds for the community as well, but even for the homeowner, yeah. giving them peace of mind and safety. Yeah, we're here with uh, Kushal Vipani, who is at Bosley's Pet Store in Oak Bay Avenue, talking about uh, electronic fencing and talking about those townhouses as well, too. I mean, a lot of stratus have rules where pets are not allowed to be outside of their contained area, right? So that'd be Correct. very handy. Uh, now, this is, we're talking dogs here, right? Cats are a little different. They might not respond to that the same way, right? Cats will not because a lot of people have indoor-outdoor cats or even outdoor cats and they'll only come indoor for feeding. And um, yes, there might be some different rules to that. But um, you know what? Cats being being explorers on their own, um, it's, it's, it's completely fine. You can have a collar, a basic collar and a name tag. Yeah. Uh, perhaps a breakaway collar for a cat is what we like to recommend because cats do tend to jump around from trees to trees. Oh. Um, and you wouldn't want a collar that gets stuck and uh, the cat then become getting into trouble. Yeah. A breakaway collar is one of my favorite things that I'll recommend. And um, it'll snap open if a cat does jump around and um, goes around exploring. You know, that's something we never really think about. That's, yeah. re- that's really important. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, because they they are they are uh, quite adventurous. Those guys, right? Yes. Um, now, I was at your store the other day, and another product that we were looking at is the uh, the tag. The, yes. And and this would be if your pet ran away, you can identify where they are, right? Yes, I love this. I love this so much, and it's actually called the Paw Scout Smart Tag. It's amazing. It's combined with the free Paw Scout app. Yeah. And um, essentially, you can upload a complete profile of your dog onto the app, the name, the contact phone number, even medical history, Tony. So what happens here is if your dog does get run away or even your cat, if it runs away too far, you can track your cat. If your dog or cat takes a left onto one street, you can track its uh, movements and be able to locate it. Now, what happens if your cat or dog goes too far away and it comes into my area or my designated 200 feet of me using the app, I can ping on it and be like, um, call the particular person or send them a notification and be like, hello, sir, um, your dog or this dog is now in my area. Would you like us to call the SPCA for you? Oh, interesting. Or if you're on the same system. Exactly. Yeah. And the app is free to download. And that's one of our goals at Bosley's on Oak Bay Avenue is to make Oak Bay Village a a pet friendly, a Paw Scout community where everyone can download the free app and we can all help each other's um, 
locate our uh, lost pets. Because honestly, on social media and online, all Labradors look the same. Yeah. How can you tell one lab from the other lab? And using this tool and this application is a great way for it's everybody. It's true, actually, because the pet the pet control guys, what kind of dog is it? It's a golden lab. Oh, wow. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> now, mind you, I had the only Dalmatian in Oak Bay for a while. So, oh, wow. Yeah, at, at least he was uh, identified that way. But yeah, so it's a, part, it's a community thing here, right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, just out of curiosity, what, uh, what kind of cost are we looking at for uh, one of these uh, tags? The Scout tag is actually only $19.99. And like I said, the app is forever free to download, free to keep. Um, you just pay for the actual tag that you can install on any collar that your dog is currently wearing. Yeah. And um, that's... Uh, I might that's put that it. on my kid. That's a good idea. Yeah. Right. <laughs> hey, listen, Kusha, we're going to take a quick break here, but uh, the address, people need to find the store. What is it? Yes, absolutely. 2154 Oak Bay Avenue. And uh, come say hi to us. Yeah. Uh, how about phone number? 778-440-7387. Yeah, and they can find you on social media too. Absolutely. Facebook and Instagram, Bosley's Oak Bay. Perfect. Well, we're going to take a break. Uh, when we come back, we'll be continuing a conversation uh, about pets here in Greater Victoria. Back in just a moment. Now, The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Thanks for joining us. You're listening to The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. Our show is brought to you in part by Denise Webster, mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Services Modern Mortgage Group, Lori Zorn, insurance manager for Island Savings, and Carrie Smith, home inspector with Inspectech. If you're looking for help in the areas of mortgage mortgages, uh, house insurance, or building inspection, give those guys a call. They're great. You can always find them off our website or just locate me. I'd be happy to introduce you to them. We're talking about our furry family today and pets in our homes. Uh, we're having a conversation right now with Kushal Vipani, who uh, he's the owner of Bosley's in Oak Bay on Oak Bay Avenue, just across from the Municipal Hall, uh, and it's where the old HSBC used to be. Um, so, uh, Kushal, just before the break, we were talking about uh, um, uh, the these tags that you can put on your dog. You uh, I, I see, I'm thinking about this because my guy, he's an escape artist. So I have a black lab border collie and he has found somewhere in the fence. Like we have looked really hard, but these guys are smart and he gets out. He always runs down the street and it's usually, you know, when we let him out at night at uh, 10 30, 11 o'clock. So it makes for a fun night, uh, fun night for us, but that would come in very handy. Yes, absolutely, Tony. Bring him by one of the stores these days. I'll put one on him. <laughs> Great. Um, now, uh, pet stores. People are familiar with what they find in pet stores, but just uh, give us a rundown of what people can find at uh, Bosley's Oak Bay. At Bosley's Oak Bay, I mean, first and foremost, we can help um, new pet parents, even current pet parents, uh, parents um, find the right food for your dog, uh, for your dog and your cat. Um, apart from food, I mean, uh, we can help you find all sorts of fun stuff, toys, treats, um, made in Canada treats, holistic treats, grain-free treats and food. Um, and of course, like we were talking about the dog washing station, which usually gets very, very popular around the weekends. Yeah. But um, even apart from that, we are hoping to have a full on grooming service at our store very soon as well. So we can help pet parents um, with their um, pets' nail clippings, um, grooming um, and pretty much everything that goes around with that uh, that part of things. So those are, yes, just some of the complimentary services that we offer at our well, store. Well, I'm going to say, you know, because my office is down the street, like a block away in the village, and this is 
have a sizable pet store in the Oak Bay Village because um, there are pet stores around. There's some great pet stores around, yes. but uh, it's a great amenity for uh, for the village there. And you guys have been doing some great community stuff because uh, at our Easter uh, event that we had, uh, you guys were handing out uh, uh, pet wash coupons. So yes. we're, we're seeing you guys. Yes, absolutely. And we love being part of the community, Tony. And it's 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 very important for us to being able to do things, um, all things Oak Bay, but even outside of Oak Bay, in wherever we feel uh, that people need our help with respect to pets, we'd love to be a part of it. Fantastic. Fantastic. And again, the location where people can find you, Kishel? 2154 Oak Bay Avenue. Yeah. And uh, phone number? 778-440-7387. I've noticed, I've been noticing too, because we're following you on social media. Uh, it's kind of fun because you guys are posting pictures of, uh, of pets. Yes, absolutely. And our social media, both on uh, Instagram and uh, Facebook, Bosley's at Oak Bay, has become decently popular. Um, people love following us for all the fun stuff. We have really cool uh, hashtags now. So what I'm doing right now, Tony, is after every time a dog comes in for a dog wash, I have a hashtag thing going, freshest dogs of Oak Bay, dogs <laughs> okay. of Oak Bay. Yes. And you know what? People love it. Um, just yesterday, we had a beautiful dog. And um, you know what? I put him on there. And uh, people really like following us for all the fun stuff we do. Yeah. So what got you into pets? Like, are, are you are you pet people or? Yes. Um, uh, what got into pets? It's It's been a lifelong uh, journey of mine personally, but even my family. I got, uh, we had our first pet. I think uh, his name was Fluffy. He was a Pomeranian <laughs> when course. I was in grade two. Yeah. And you know what? Ever since then, it's been, uh, we've had three to four dogs, one cat, and it's it's been awesome. We love it. Yeah. Well, dogs are such an important part of the family, or, or pets, I'm sorry, are such an important important part of the family. And, uh, um, you know, I'll say, like, I, I was talking talking about this uh, Dalmatian that we had. Unfortunately, he... Um, uh, he got sick, so we had to put him down just a couple months ago, and it was tough on the kids, you know, because it's another it's another member of the family. Yes. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. And other member of the family, we we tend to humanize our pets, and we tend to think of them as family. Of course, we depend on them, and of course, they depend on us too. So yes, that can be hard. Yeah. Uh, Victoria is such a great pet uh, pet uh, city as well too. I mean, you see so many people walk around with their pets, dog friendly walking areas, uh, parks all over the place. Yes. Yeah, I, I'd say Victoria is a great pet town. Yes, especially Oak Bay Avenue, Oak Bay Village. I'd say, I mean, especially right where we are. It's a great location, of course, but the street is so pet-friendly. Yeah. Um, it's amazing. Yeah. Thank you for joining us, uh, Kushal. That's Kushal Vipani. He owns a Bosley's Pet Store in the Oak Bay Village. I would really recommend you pop by and visit. Oh, yeah, one other thing, too. When I visited you at the shop, you've got the microfiber mat on your counter. Yes. I got one of those. Yes. I love that because it's long, yes. and the way we have a position when the dog walks in the house, like he can't jump over the mat. Yes. Uh, his paws get cleaned up really quick. Uh, those are great. Yes, that one is an awesome one. Uh, I have one in my house too. It's called a dirty dog mat, and it is so absorbent. I mean, I, I, I can't recommend it enough. Even if you're not a pet owner, come get one. Um, you'll, for your boots. You'll, yeah. yeah, for your boots. You'll thank me later. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, yeah. No, I love that. That's a great product. Thanks for coming, Michelle. Thank you, Tony. Yeah, we're going to shift gears right now. And our our, our next guest uh, in the studio is Carol Meyer. Carol has a background here. She uh, opened the Victoria Bug Zoo uh, and had it for 17 years before selling it in 2014. Uh, she is an expert uh, in uh, bugs, of course, and she brought with her into the studio here a number of friends that our other guests and our producer maybe aren't too keen about, <laughs> but I've got photos here. Uh, Carol, thanks for coming. Thanks, Tony. I'm really excited to be here. Yeah, you know, one of the reasons why I wanted to invite you here is because I've been to your home. By the way, you have dogs. You have th mm -hmm. three, right? I have three. 
Yeah. yeah, and you've got a great fenced area, and yeah. my goodness, you've got a great yard for, for dogs as yeah. well. But you're a big part of the family, so I factor everything in around them. Yeah. And yeah. my other pets. Your other pets that we have right here. Right here. So I, I've been to your home, and you showed me uh, these pets. These are the multi-legged uh, critters. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about um, uh, these guys as pets. Yes. So um, they're... Uh, I've got I've got personally fourteen tarantulas mm -hmm. and two centipedes, um, but I've had many different kinds of bug pets over the years. And bug is anything from an insect to an arachnid, uh, the pill bugs um, that kids find out in the yard. Those are actually crustaceans. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, they're just a different kind of pet. It's a it's a good first pet for a lot of kids. Yeah. Uh, it's. Bugs are one of the first things that kids notice when they're crawling around, and it's a good way... They're always way. very interested. Yeah, right? They're yeah. really interested, and it's a good um, way to nurture a, a child's curiosity. So you bring a bug into the house for a little while, keep it as a pet. It's just a temporary pet, but you can do research. It helps a, a child connect with nature. Um, it's great for budding scientists. There's lots of information online these days about... Um, the variety of invertebrates, insects, arachnids um, that uh, you can keep as pets or just learn about online. Yeah, well, so so here's my own personal story. So my six-year-old daughter, she's really getting getting into gardening right now. Mm. So our neighbor uh, has nicely helped her put together a garden. And, of course, the bugs uh, show up. So her and my eight-year-old son, uh, on a couple of occasions now, have brought in, have grabbed a mason jar, mm. you know, put the, um, uh, got holes in the lid. Right. And they create a little habitat in the jar with the, with a bug. Yeah. Right? And uh, they, they really are uh, interested. Fascinating. Yeah. And if you follow their life cycle through, yeah. you know, from from a baby or an egg right through to adulthood, you get to watch the metamorphosis of an insect, which is really interesting. There are two different kinds of metamorphosis, uh, hemimetabolism and holometabolism. So uh, if you take a caterpillar, it will turn from a caterpillar into a chrysalis and then emerge as a butterfly or a moth. It's a fantastic process for anybody to witness, not just children. Yeah, and so, you know, your, yourself as other um, uh, uh, bug uh, aficionados uh, would have, you, you've got, like, habitats in your home. and mm -hmm. and Because, um, you know, they need a, a nice, comfortable place to live, right? Absolutely. What's it like to maintain and upkeep uh, uh, these? Well, arachnids are fairly easy to take care of, but like any pet, they if you... Um, you have you have to take care of them, so it isn't something to be taken lightly. Yep. Uh, even when you're bringing bugs out in the house from the backyard, uh, it's important to know what they need. And if you don't know, keep them for a little while and then release them back outside so that they can carry on and live a happy life. Yeah, listen, Carol, we get we have to take a, a quick break here, uh, but before we do, if people have questions about uh, about bugs, how can they get in touch with you? They can absolutely call me. My number is two five zero. 886-7376. Great. Uh, we're going to take a break. We'll be back in just a moment to continue our conversation about uh, insects, uh, bugs, and all types of uh, furry or fuzzy creatures in your home. Back in just a moment. This is The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Thanks for coming back. You're listening to The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. We're talking about pets today. Furry pets, fuzzy pets, pets with four legs, pets with uh, hundreds of legs, like the ones that we have in the studio right now. We're here talking to Carol Meyer. Carol, uh, again, thanks for coming. 
You're welcome, Tony. You know, and I know your backstory. You you started this all started uh, in beekeeping, right? It did. Yeah. yeah. Well, I grew up on a farm, so it really kind of started uh, when I was a kid as a uh, on a farm. Yeah. And then I discovered beekeeping as a young adult and followed that thread, became an apiary inspector in southern Alberta for a few years. So I studied um, beekeeping, commercial beekeeping in northern Alberta. It's a huge industry in northern Alberta. And then uh, for a few years, I was an apiary inspector in southern Alberta. And so I would do extension work for beekeepers in southern Alberta. I would... uh, go into beekeepers' hives, take a look at the health of the beehive, and then provide information to the beekeepers. Yeah, because the uh, beehives tell us a little something about the environment and what's going on, right? A lot, right? Yeah, yeah and mu- people are much more aware of the importance of bees these days than they were um, in 1980 when I first started my career in beekeeping. Yeah. And then I went on to become an entomologist, so that's how I got into the bug zoo. Yeah. Uh, now, you brought some friends with us here. So uh, uh, tell us, uh, tell us what you have. So I, I have um, two tarantulas with me. I, w- I just snapped a picture with one. <laughs> yes. I have a Theraphosa blondi, which is the world's largest tarantula. It's uh, called a bird-eating tarantula. It's from the Amazon. I went to French Guiana in December. The other two guys in the studio right now are just kind of <laughs> shrugged in fear. Right? <laughs> They're cowering in the corner. <laughs> That's right. And there's nothing to be afraid of. They're not dangerous. They're just really misunderstood animals. Yeah. Uh, just a different form of life. So I kind of root for the underdog. Um, I find them really interesting. And once people have seen them um, and learn about them, they they get it. You know, they really do. I, it, people go from yuck to wow yeah. in just one hour of being with these animals. So I've got the Theraphosa blondi, the bird-eating tarantula from the Amazon. Yeah. I also brought back a pink-toed tarantula, which is an arboreal species. Yeah. Lives high up in the trees, so you don't normally get a chance to see them. Yeah. A little smaller, very pretty. Got really pretty pink toes. And there are lots of tarantula people out there. There's a an organization called Tarantula Canada for hobbyists that like to keep tarantulas. So they breed them in captivity. Mm-hmm. That's something that I'm particularly interested in so that these animals aren't constantly being collected from the wild. It's really important to be able to learn about them, breed them in captivity for the pet trade. Yeah. Are they, are they difficult to locate, hard to find? In the wild? Yeah. Um, well, you got to know what you're looking for. Yeah. Um, but if you know their lifestyle, their life cycle and their habitats, um, you can find them. That's that's what I did when I was in French Guiana. Yeah. Well, they're, yeah, they're so fascinating. Now, do you, you don't put these guys together, right? No. Yeah. So one of the reasons that uh, uh, spiders um, have not been used for pest control and uh, things like that is because you can't keep them together. In general, um, arachnids are, well, they're all carnivores, but in general, because they are carnivores, you can't keep them in a social situation. Or like stick insects, you can put them all together. Yep. No problem. They're vegetarian, so they just eat leaves and they don't bother each other. But with arachnids, you have to keep them separate. Yeah. Well, and the interesting, you know, because it's a real estate show, obviously, so we talk about uh, uh, things in homes, and like I said, uh, I've seen your habitats. Um, it, it doesn't need a lot of space, no. right? No, yeah. and that's um, that's a good thing for sure um, when you're keeping bugs. They don't need a lot of space, so it's a good first pet for kids because you can set them up in small containers and then watch 
watch them as they grow and uh, turn into the, the different forms of uh, their life cycle. Yeah, and the, this is the opposite of having a dog, especially an active right. one, where you need a big fence yard. Yeah. Uh, you, you can, because these are like on your tabletop, yeah. right? Yeah, I just have them in my basement. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, I mean, like any other pet, I guess when you're going away, you got to make sure that somebody takes care of them, right? Mm hmm. Yeah. I, I do. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they need care like anything else food, water, they need the right temperature. Yeah. Um, but they're pretty easy to take care of. Okay. Now, we're talking kids and we're talking um, uh, 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 insects as pets. Like, is there anything to be concerned about? Like, um, are there are there any areas of concern as far as uh, yeah, well, danger? Well, you know, um, do your research because ha you can't handle every insect that you find. Yeah. You want to make sure, like spiders are generally not uh, deadly. They're definitely not deadly. The only spider that can actually, you know, make you sick, potentially kill you, would be the black widow. Yeah. Um, but even that is way overblown. It's not like you see in the movies. No, right. you know, Hollywood has had its uh, negative impact, both positive and negative, really, on insects. Um, so, you know, you just have to do some research on the kind of insects that you're interested in, and there's no shortage, uh, shortage of information online. Yeah. And that some of the pet stores as well, they sell uh, bugs for... Uh, feeder bugs. So if someone has a snake, they they can buy uh, crickets or mealworms. And those insects that you can buy at the pet store actually make really good pets. Yeah. You know, if you buy, I've got kingworms here that I brought in. Yeah. They're huge mealworms, really. Yeah. And um, you can keep them as, as fun pets, completely harmless, and they'll turn into a beetle. So they'll form a pupa, and then they'll metamorphose into a beetle. Yeah, I was going through that with my son uh, a little while ago. Really? The, the different stages of uh, metamorphosis. Yeah, and it's, I mean, they're, he's learning grade two. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a great age for it. The other insects that uh, you can buy at some of the uh, nurseries, like garden nurseries, mm -hmm. would be mason bees. They they're great for the yard. They help to pollinate uh, blackberries and fruit trees. You can get them at uh, garden centers and nurseries. Ladybugs are great bugs to have around. You can buy them in packages and then release them into your yard and your garden for pest control because yeah. they eat aphids. Yeah. So those are really good to have around. You can do backyard beekeeping these days. So municipalities have their own rules and regulations around that. So check with your municipality. Yeah. But make, more making more people your own are doing honey that. in your backyard. Mm -hmm, yeah. yeah, you can make your own honey, and they're great for pollination. So it just helps to diversify. Um, the environment, and that's really important these days, so that we're not ending up with a really sterile environment. We need a more diverse, healthy environment in order for our, for plants to grow and uh, just a general healthy uh, uh, backyard. Yeah, well, I mean, some some people do have aversions aversions to uh, to insects, and you know, maybe scared of spiders or things like that. And yeah, I'm. Yeah, I just <laughs> shake my head. Well, and so, Don't you know, spray pesticides. That's probably the worst thing you can do. There's lots of natural things you can do these days. We've come a long way in 30 years from spraying pesticides to using natural pest control um, to keep 
the pests off of the plants that we want to grow for food. Yeah. Well, the, the ladybug one is an interesting mm. one because I, I knew about that. But, you know, to think about uh, uh, getting them um, and, and releasing them in your home to, yeah. to basically do work around the, the, the yard, right? Yeah, yeah. People buy them in little bags. I think you can buy them at 500 at a, at a time yeah. and uh, release them into your garden. And they really help to keep the aphids under control. Yeah. Just a nice um, sort of bal- things in balance, a check and balance system. So that's and a natural. good one. Yeah. And what? And natural. And natural. Yeah. The other one that's uh, becoming more popular are the praying mantises. Oh, yeah. So you can buy an egg case. And I brought an egg case here with me. Yeah. Um, and it looks like a pod. Oh, yeah. And out of this pod will come anywhere from So basically it looks like a, a, a dumpling. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it's kind of like styrofoam. So the female will lay this, and it's um, really soft. Then it hardens up, and the eggs are kind of layered in here. After about a month, they'll hatch out, and you'll get up to 500 baby praying mantises. Yeah, and what do they do for you? Well, they're similar to a ladybug. So you release them into your yard or your orchard, and the um, babies will eat little white flies and little bugs that are around, basically anything they can catch. Um, And then you can keep them as pets. So as they get bigger, they're really interesting to keep as pets. But they don't pose any any, uh, nuisance or danger uh, otherwise? No, they don't. No. Oh, um, interesting. So they're both a good natural pest control as well as a great pet to have. So a lot of teachers also buy them um, for the schools, yep. for their classes, to show, again, metamorphosis because they have a different kind of metamorphosis. It's called hemimetabolis. So the babies, when they hatch out, they look like the adults, only smaller. Yeah. And then every time they molt, so they go through about six bigger. molts, they get bigger, and then eventually once they have their wings, that's when you know they're an adult. Yeah. And um, that's when they'll mate, and uh, yeah. you know, they live for about a year. Yeah, wow. You, you know, you're very passionate about uh, about this stuff. I love them. Yeah. I really do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the interesting thing about you is you are a pet lover in general, because like I said, you have dogs uh, as well too. So it's not like you are you're just an uh, insect person, right? No, that's right. Well, coming from a farm, I learned my mother had a real soft spot for animals, yeah. so that rubbed off on me. So all animals, I love them all. Yeah. Well, you know, one of the other things that you said a little earlier too is there's so many great resources out there online right mm-hmm. now um, just to learn about these things, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and especially with them. Um, these sorts of animals, the kind of animals that I've specialized in as an entomologist, we've really come a long way in our understanding, in our attitude and general, you know, um, perception of these creatures, that they're not dangerous, they're not bad. Mm-hmm. You know, I kind of grew up... Um, in the pest environment on a farm where the only good bug was a dead bug. We don't think like that anymore. You know, kids are are taught at an early age to respect these animals. And I think parents get that more now as well. So it's a really great thing. We're really doing much better with... Well, well, actually, you know what? I I would say it's not not only in uh, insects, but I... I, uh, This is a kind of generalized statement, but my sense is that uh, kids in general seem to be more comfortable around pets you know, around dogs, uh, cats, things like that. Because mm-hmm. I remember growing up as a mm-hmm. kid, it was still a rarity, you know. We mm-hmm. had like one aunt that had a dog, and I was still afraid of, of the dog. Right. right? Uh, but nowadays, um, they're, they're, they're so common because, again, they're such an important part of the household. Yeah. Right? Yeah, it really helps us to connect with nature. If we can bring animals into our lives at an early age and demystify them, treat them with respect, 
um, it will make the world a better place. For sure. Okay, Carol, again, if people need to reach you, how can they do that? So there's two ways, actually. I've got an email address. They can actually email me directly at carol at bugzoo.com, and they can call me anytime at 250-886-7376. Great. Yeah, so you sold a Bugzoo about uh, four years ago, right? Exactly. The one here in Victoria, but I carry on doing business um, through bugzoo.com. Yeah. And uh, I, I do a variety of things in the bug community. Yeah, you are the bug expert. I'm the bug woman. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, uh, and for uh, Bosley's in Oak Bay, uh, Kushal uh, Vipani, if people again need to find you, where can they do that? Uh, they can definitely come say hi to us at our store, which is 2154 Oak Bay Avenue, or call us at 778 440 7387. And of course, give us a shout out on social media Facebook and Instagram, Bosley's Oak Bay. Yeah. And, you know, we had a good time because when um, when we did our draws for pet baths, we had people post pictures of their dogs on our social media yes. and some cute pictures. Yes, some amazing pictures. And you know what? Um, we, we love it. We, we just love that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, well, this is great. Such a great conversation about pets uh, and your home because it is a real estate show after all. Uh, but thank you very much to our guests, Carol Meyer and Kushal Viplani, uh, both for coming. Uh, please contact them if you have any questions. Uh, otherwise, we'll be here for you, the listener. Again, this time next week.